folks, I'm WWE Hall of Famer Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and you're listening to the podcast Small Package. Give me a hold, buddy. Ho! Hey, everybody, it's Corey Boy next year with your boy. It's your boy, it's your boy, it's your big, big boy, it's Bob, Bob, Bob. And today on Small Package. It's Small Package. We're talking about that actually surprisingly awesome Hell in a Cell We all liked it. Some pretty good wrestling on TV this week. Hey, how about that? Also, is someone going the way of Austin Aries? Uh Uh-oh. Maybe. Uh Uh-oh. Also... What's going on with that Jimmy guy getting fired? Is it a work or is it real? It's not a work. I don't know, Bob. All that and more today on the Small Package Show. Hit it with it, Bob. It's Small Package. Here we are, this may be the latest show we've ever recorded. Oh, like time-wise? Yeah. Um, I think that we did a post-pay-per-view once. Hmm. For those for those listening at home live, it's 10.34 p.m. It's a little late for us. We, we usually tend to record, like, middle afternoon. Yeah. Although, from our, our energy early levels, evening. from our energy levels some weeks, you may not be able to tell that. Right. Sometimes we even record in the mornings. We've done we've done the rare like mm-hmm. ten a.m. recording. That is true. Not so today. This guy. No. This guy had to work. Yeah, you were working late, dog. You it's mostly because I was in Jersey. Uh-huh. Like honestly, we wrapped uh, a little before six, but we had to drive all the way to another location in Jersey before we. Yikes. It added a lot of time for sure. But anyway, enough about that. Bob, you won predictions. Yeah. Uh-huh. By one dumb prediction. <laughs> we added all of these weird extra things, and in the end, it came down to who would win, Kevin Owens or Shane McMahon. I had KO. I had Shane. You had Shane. But that alone wasn't enough. Because it also came down, I basically had to both correctly predict that KO would win, which he did, but also we Spoilers. predicted, <laughs> yeah, we also predicted whether or not they would do a spot on the top of the cell, and boy was I fucking wrong. Not only did they do a spot, they you did were up there for like half the match. They did. They had more time on the top of the cell than Randy Orton and Rusev had for their match. <laughs> Got him, and it was uncomfortable. In a good way, you were you were losing your shit. I just your was, butthole was clenched, tight, like Xavier Woods would say. I kept it tight, uh, dude. I just didn't want to see them fall through the top of the cell and die. No, you did not. And you have to admit, when especially when he hit that power bomb. Oh, oh man. yeah, man. I thought they were trying for it at that point. It was weird. Good show though. Uh, some weird. Uh, yeah, I mean, we don't need. We can run through the card if you'd like. We might as well get to a quick recap. Uh, so opening pre-show was Gable Benjamin versus Hypros, and it was both a- called Gable Benjamin, and they won. And they won. The weirdest thing about this match 
I will say the weirdest thing about this match mm-hmm. is that as soon as it was over, it cut back to the pre-show desk. Yeah, there's absolutely no continuing of the story of Zack Ryder getting upset that they keep losing. Sure, sure. Um, we opened up the show with the best match of the night. Yeah, I think it's con- you could contend it was not the big. Be- I think the Sami Zayn thing was the biggest moment of the night. Sure. But match of the night, hands down, the tag teams. Ah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just the spots alone. The aggression. Just the... athleticism on display for a lot of it, too. All of it. It was all just great stuff between the Usos and the New Day for the tag belts. Definitely, if you only have one time to watch one match from the card... I honestly think that that's the match to watch. Oh, absolutely. I 100% agree. It was top-notch stuff. Uh, I called it right that Usos would get the belt back. Sorry, I'm yawning. I like I've been I woke up for work at 4:30 in the morning. Sure. And as previously mentioned, it's 10:38 at night. Woo. Uh anyway, um so Usos took that one. Mhm. And uh they would go on to at SmackDown have an okay segment with New Day, where New Day was just like, "We respect you, congrats, you win. We're done with this." And and Usos offered an an Us truce. Us truce. They also said, "Mad respect to you guys." And compared to the rest of the division, everyone else besides New Day and Usos suck, is what they said on SmackDown. Jumping yeah. in the continuity for a second. Which then, you know, called all of the other teams out who were like, uh, the fuck? And then they had oh, I don't uh, suck. a <laughs> fatal four-way tag turn match to mm-hmm. determine the number one contends. It's a tag team, tag team, tag team, tag team match, player! Uh-huh. Uh, so back to Hell in a Cell. But it's not the all of the tag teams on SmackDown, and we'll get into that little <laughs> gem in a bit. Uh, so, uh, going down the card, you have the, the card sheet over yeah. there. The next one was Orton Ruse. Wait, was that next? I'm pretty sure. I think that's the order we wrote it down in, but I think Orton Ruse. No, it's or- definitely not the order we wrote it down in. Because okay. we have Rude and Ziggler as first. Oh. Ugh. Uh, Orton Rusev was... I, I want to say it was the next one. Because then it went uh, the triple threat, and then it went women, and then it went Rude Ziggler, and the, or no, then it went Mahal Nakamura, then Rude Ziggler, then Shane K.O. Right. I'm pretty sure it's the order. So I'm well, pretty sure Orton Rusev was next. Rusev Orton was a serviceable match. It was a fine SmackDown main event. It almost had a fucking coolest shit ending. Because Orton was teasing the RKO. He was on the mat, pounding away and like doing the head bob thing. And Rusev sprung up, caught him off guard. And did a, uh, accolade, right? an accolade out of nowhere. Which was really cool, except that Orton immediately slithered out of it and hit him with the RKO out of nowhere to then get the one, two, three and Rusev. make Orton looks strong because I guess he needs it. It's so weird. I just... <sighs> poor Ruru. Can the man please just get a fucking push? 
Also, can we stop fucking pushing Orton, who's boring as fucking dirt? Holy shit. Uh, I think, shit. honestly, he's definitely boring as shit as a face. He's got no value as a face. And he's even gone on Twitter and just said, I'm so tired of this face run. When were they going to turn me heel again? He can be a good heel. He's proven that he can he can do the heel thing. Um, but, you know, they're capitalizing. They're over, they've been capitalizing on the RKO out of nowhere trend from what? Last year? Two years ago? It was a year or two ago. They started three years the, ago? It was not three. But it was at least in the last two that the whole RKO out of nowhere videos started springing up. Yeah, but up. those are all on Vine, and Vine's dead now. Yeah, that's true, too. Fuck Vine. Bury it. Uh, so Rusev lost. It was trash. We both predicted Rusev. We were wrong. No KT this week, so no KT predictions. We miss you, KT, if you're listening to this. I hope you had fun at your Giants game that you took your father to as a surprise gift. Oh, is that what he was doing? Yeah. Oh, that's really nice. Right? So you can't be mad. I'm not mad. I definitely wasn't about to shit talk him. Also, congrats to a friend of the show, Momosic. Momosic from the show oh, is a daddy. Rup, 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 As of today, officially, Papa his son, uh, Francis Daniel Mosic. Francis Daniel. Francis Daniel Mosic. M- Mosic. Born today, October 13th. Friday, October 13th. Happy. What a spooky baby. Birthday. Happy. Birthday. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to you, baby. Hopefully that child will one day be old enough to not listen to this podcast and not hear that we wished it a happy birthday. Dude, when that baby is old enough to be listening to podcasts, we'll be on the like hyper podcasts. Super All of our old podcasts won't be compatible. Yeah, you you're, you you don't even <laughs> Apple will make a special like headset that you can't hear yeah. old podcasts on. It's not even yeah, like uh, like uh like how Nintendo's doing the like cl- like SNS SNS classic. Uh-huh. They'll have to like release a special edition retro iPod that you can I, actually listen iPod to iPod classic on. that has Hyper hyperpods, hypercast, dude. That's where we're going. Hypercast or hyperpods? Way of the future. What do you think it's called? Uh hyperpod, hypercast. Probably hypercast. Hypercast. They probably want to keep the cast in there because is it like telepathic? Is it like telepathic, or is it just like some sort of like digital like like infrared technology just shoots into your brain? Oh man, it'd be really cool one. if if you can hype- watch them like while you're sleeping. Yeah, you can go. Everyone's like, I have so many podcasts. Right? How can I get through all of my podcasts? The best like, thing is, is well, that you got eight hours every night that you don't use. The best thing is, is that when you listen to a hypercast, <laughs> it conforms to your brainwaves so that you're there with the hosts. So every, yeah. so it's interactive on such a deep. So it's level. like, oh shit, I really want to hang out with Mark Marin tonight. Put up. WTF hypercast number well, four. You sort of hang out with Mark Marin because it it it's it's kind of like a, a game where it's on rails, but you can sort of you feel like you can branch out a little bit, but it's you can walk around the room exactly. You can pick up stuff, put stuff down. You're having a conversation with them, but at a certain point, you don't just get to like talk to them and go hang out and do drugs. It's like. You're you're still in the podcast. Yeah, it's like the cutscenes for Half Life Two. We're really making hypercast less cool the more we talk about. Anyway, that. <laughs> back to the card. All right. The next was the triple threat, and which that got was... turned into a triple threat at the start of 
uh, the pre-show, apparently. Who called it? I, well, you called it, so very, very uh, big props to you on the calling it there. But I'm, I'm pretty sure I watched every minute of the pre-show, and I do not remember the fucking segment where Ty was added. Oh, they showed it in, like, a clip, like, earlier during the pre-show, but, like, I didn't see it. Did you take a piss? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway... It was a good match. Anyway, it was a good match. It was. I kind of had to miss a little bit of it, unfortunately. Corbin had that big boot to end it, too. Everyone looked strong. Everyone had their moments to get their stuff in. Like, it was not... It was was a smart way to book it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Corbin wins. Spoilers, Corbin wins the U.S. belt. He's the new champ. However, it's over pinning uh, Ty, so Styles... If he needs to revisit that storyline at any point, can argue that they didn't he do the technically did they lost do, the belt. They didn't do the rematch on SmackDown, did they? I th- uh, did yes, they? they did. They did a rematch on SmackDown, and actually Corbin ended up pinning Styles clean. clean. Was so that was. Uh, a little, uh, I guess, a little bow on top of the end of that sure. story. Uh, next was the women's. Championship. However, however, with the Corbin win on top of the Usos win, mm-hmm. that means one division belt mm-hmm. is held by a face in all of WWE main roster. Well, in and it's out Kalisa. and out in out and out face. And it's Kalisa. Oh, right. Now it is. Oh. Never mind. I forgot that Kalisto won. Okay, so won uh, it. Uh, shelving before, the before Raw, all of the belts were held by out and out heels except for one. Uh, well, Le- Lesnar's the only a heel? face champs. Lesnar's well. A that's why I said out and out. Sure, sure. Faces because you can argue Lesnar's Dean, kind. Dean and Seth. Dean and Seth. Hmm. They're the only straight up faces that are champs. Sure. Hmm. Every other belt is held by either a heel or Ambiguous. a semi-heel with Enzo and Brock. Sure. But now that Kalisto has that belt, then you can say there are two face Lucha, champs. Lucha, Lucha, I like Kalisto. Lucha, I know people just kind of only view his botches, but if you don't view only his Dude, botches, he does amazing fucking the move, shit. The, the super, the, it was like almost like an avalanche, Selena Del Sol that he did. Uh, like a Oh, super, to win the belt? To win the belt? Yeah. That was fucking It was like dope. a second... And how loud was that crowd? Yeah, no, they popped hard, like... The, I, the superplex to the outside to into the entire cruiser division definitely got like maybe the biggest pop next to the Selena Del Sol. But anyway, so uh, next up on the card, we have the women's match. Is that right? So, yes. Next up was the women's match, uh, which we both called no for cash-ins. So that ended up not being relevant because there wasn't a cash-in. However, Charlotte did technically win. Technically. uh, Via a natty grabbing uh, a chair and smashing Charlotte in the face. Kind of a shitty ending. Now, if we're going to play the unconfirmed, I don't even believe them and I don't even know why I'm bringing them up anyway, rumors game. 
uh, my coworker said he thought he heard a rumor where that match was changed because Charlotte was legitimately hurt. Um, she was obviously sell, uh, selling a leg injury throughout the match mm-hmm. uh, storyline. Um, but sure. she j- then does a huge moonsault to the outside. Sure. And um, did land kind of funny on it. And then people are saying, oh, and then Natty immediately rushes out, grabs a chair and gets the DQ. And then that's the end of the match. Oh, so they're thinking that maybe she got her. She was hurt, got hurt worse during the match and that they needed an end. Like, yeah, they, they needed need an out. So. But did Charlotte come out on SmackDown? She had a promo thing. She had a she definitely had a promo segment because she she was talking backstage to like Natty was talking shit and then she came up and like got into it with her. Yeah, like I said, but, I don't think but, she's actually hurt. I mean, also even if she was injured, it that's the kind of spot you could still do. Also like yeah, I mean Natty's a heel, like she's yeah. gonna do heel stuff to win. Sure. I don't. I don't think it's that surprising. I, I just didn't like it, just because it was uh, it was such a strong pay per view, and to not like I'm fine well, with. Well, honestly, at that point, I was kind of like hit and miss on it, because yeah, we had a great New Day match, yes. but that Orton Rusev match was shit. Uh, I mean, but like we said, the whole match wasn't shit. The ending was shit. And like the triple threat was slow to start, yeah, and it definitely picked up at the end. It was but good. Anyway, so I was kind of like waiting for more, and I I didn't mind the ending. I don't know. I don't mind obvious heel DQ stuff like that. It's I know whatever. A lot of people think it's a cop out, but it it's not that it's a cop out. It's just that like, um, I don't know. I I kind of. Would rather see if something like that's going to happen to make it a screwy finish. I would much rather see something that I feel like more definitively moves the feud forward, like a, some sort of like. But like, for example, I like when people win using the leverage pin or the tight grab uh-huh. because it's it's very much like oh, you couldn't beat me fair and square, right? But. Natty was winning that match. Like, like, let's be honest. Natalia had a lot of offense. And for a majority, maybe not an overwhelming majority, but for a majority of that match, Natalia was on top. Yeah. And then uh, Charlotte was quote unquote injured. So it just doesn't injured. make sense to me why she would feel the need to go grab the chair. And if she was going to grab well, the chair. I think, I think you could argue that like, she was doing all this stuff and she hurt Charlotte and everything. And then Charlotte still busts out these huge moves and everything. Sure. And so she was like, Oh shit, I got to do something to quick to end this match. But if if she, I want to keep holding onto this belt. But if she was going to hit her with the chair, I wish she would have just given her like a merciless beat down. Yeah. Or, or something instead of one mid chair shot. But that's also not necessarily her character. I guess. I don't know. She's like, She's a heel, sure, but she's not like a ruthless fucking I'm gonna murder you heel. She's more catty. Yeah, she's more just kind of bitchy, like Schmear, I'm better than you. Uh so next after that was Jinder was versus the, Shinsuke. Yeah. The WWE <sighs> belt match. 
Which, uh, Corey, what do they do with Shinsuke now? I don't know what they do with Shinsuke Corey, now. Corey, what do they do with Shinsuke? They rehab him somehow. They have to do something with him. Um, I don't know how you rehab him. I don't know what you do. But he he lost cleaner to gender than he had lost previously. There was still screwy finish shit. There was still still, you know, the Singh brothers getting involved like they always do. But then um, they got thrown. <laughs> then they got thrown from ringside. Uh they did. But if I remember correctly, in the process, uh gender got kind of an upper hand. Then Shinsuke hit him with the Kinshasa, and then he kicked out, and then he went for the second Kinshasa. He missed, hit the turnbuckle. He got hit with the Colossa. Is, is, is that how you say it? The Coloss? The Coloss. That's right. The Coloss, and then uh, I always want to say Colossal whenever I start to say his move. He got hit with the Coloss and then was pinned relatively clean. I don't know what you do. Gender looks like an, like an action figure villain, especially when they don't do the wide, when they do the close-up cams. Uh-huh. His veins give me nightmares. Um, his veins have veins. But I, So I will say, I will say, after, I don't know, it was probably like one or two minutes, a minute and a half, two minutes of wrestling mm-hmm. that Shinsuke and... Uh, Mahal did mm-hmm. after the uh, the things got thrown. Mm-hmm. I thought it was actually really good. I thought they were starting to put on like a pretty decent match before it ended. It, the problem was that the bulk of the match was with the Singh brothers interfering, and yeah. then you had like a minute or two post them getting ejected, and then just an abrupt finish, like a very abrupt finish. I just uh, don't understand how they, how people still keep having matches with gender and haven't brought up, like, can I have the Sings Please banned from ringside? That's a good point. Like, it really is a good point. Especially the fact that he has had repeat opponents like right. they did the whole like let's have a in a punjabi prison and then they can't interfere and then they still interfered like why hasn't shinsuke who has already lost twice because of sing interference just been like you know what can we not <laughs> could you just could you could you just not I don't know. It's pretty silly. And then after that, we had the cooldown match of Rude Ziggler, which was also just just weird. I would have really loved Ziggler's no music, no Titantron entrance, if not for the I'm here to show the world. I'm here to show the the record skip thing is stupid. Stop it. Don't even bother doing the first three seconds of an intro. It defeats the purpose. The purpose is no flashy intro. So if he had just come out to just all dark, no fucking music, it'd have been badass. Instead, we had the record skip and it was kind of silly. Yes. And then the match was just whatever. It was it was forgettable. It was like not even main event of SmackDown. It was it was it was what it was. It was a match. They a match occurred. 
And and then on top of that, fucking Rude wins by countering. So he counters a, a tight roll up. Then Ziggler counters a tight grab roll up. Then Rude counters a tight grab roll up to win with a tight grab roll up. So in one sequence, you have the face win with the tight grab. But then before his music can even really start for after winning the match, Ziggler does a beatdown. So Ziggler reestablishes himself as the heel. But why is the face winning his first pay-per-view match with a tights grab? And then they tried to bring it up on SmackDown. And it, I don't know if Ziggler, I don't know if it was a combination of Ziggler not getting the reaction from the crowd that they wanted or if Bobby Roode just forgot what the fuck he was supposed to say in the promo because promos have not always been his strong suit. Um, he sometimes does fine, but other times he does just so-so. And mm-hmm. I, it really seemed like he just forgot the promo in the yeah, ring. Yeah, maybe a little. On SmackDown. Maybe a but little. Ziggler not getting any reaction, pop, heat, or otherwise, did not help. Yeah. It was, it, this feud is weird, and it is, it is fucking dead on arrival. Nobody cares. And, but they've, they've invested so much into it, I guess, that they can't really turn course on it yet. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and then our main event was anyway, fucking awesome. Yeah, which we've already gone into. Uh, and Sami Zayn made the save. Sami Zayn does a heel turn, I guess. Which also, what the fuck was Sami's promo on Raw on SmackDown? It was so weird. Yeah, he, come, he comes out and just kind of does... I don't know, he did kind of like the generic... I tried to do everything for you guys and I got nowhere. And so now I'm going to do the cheating thing to get somewhere. If I had promo. to give, if I had to give one adjective for the Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn promo on SmackDown, the adjective I would use is meandering. It didn't really go anywhere. I mean, they, they said we're brothers, but I mean, they've already had that bond, that level of friendship bond explained before in their storyline. So it's not completely new. Uh, they both sort of aimlessly just, you know, walked about and just, you know, Kevin Owens going on a weird rant about he's seeing his life flash before his eyes, getting to heaven, cutting in line. And then St. Peter being like, you have to go back. They need you was weird. I mean, it was kind of funny to open it was, but it's weird. Yeah, and then Sammy comes out, and like you said, very, no pun intended, generic. Ha! Oh, and then just it's just there was not really that much of an explanation. I mean, I guess it makes sense. Like if you look at it, he's like, "Oh, this guy's my best friend," and then he looks at what his best friend's done. Right. His best friend has stabbed him in the back, gone on, stabbed a bunch of other people in the back, but has was like is now the second longest reigning universal champ ever right. uh pretty much first ever universal champ pretty right. much uh the first one to defend it yeah he's beaten john cena on a pay-per-view he's held the u.s belt a number of times yep. he held the ic belt uh Did he? yeah wow so he's a tag team away from being a grand, a grand slam. Yeah. Hmm. And which who knows? Who knows about the future? But so that's so he's seen his friend just cheat and steal and 
stab people in the back and be a terrible person and all the way to it. the bank. Right. And so now he's like, okay, it's my fucking time. I'm sick of doing right. the good guy thing to get nowhere. Sure. Although, However, it's also WWE turning like one of the only guys who can do a legitimate good babyface promo into a bad guy. And also is just overtly face. And they have a problem with faces. They have such a problem with having good faces. And Sami Zayn was one of he them. He was being misused, which sucks. But yeah, they did take someone who's a natural face. They have some guys who are natural heels. Randy Orton is among them. Guys that like really work as heels. The end. That, you know, these guys are just great. They have a lot of guys who can straddle the line, right? A lot of guys who can sort of go back and forth between heelish and face and still get pops. Uh, Enzo, Dean Ambrose. These guys are really good at straddling the line. AJ. Yeah, AJ, but still getting a good a good reaction regardless. And they have uh they have a handful of guys who are true over baby faces. But if you look at the guys that they have that are true always guaranteed to get a reaction baby faces on contract right now, Daniel Bryan can't fucking wrestle anymore. Uh Sami Zayn has been turned heel. Jeff Hardy's injured. Jeff Hardy is injured. Uh, Matt Hardy, I think, is in that realm now because of the Smarks being like and so nostalgia and nostalgia. Other people that you can think of that are true, completely over baby faces that can just do just always get that pop. Ah. Uh. I mean, really. Depending on the crowd, Ty can, but like not sure. always. But Sometimes not always. he can come out to a dead crowd who doesn't right. give a shit about him. Because and, and in all not, fairness, who has really had a reason to give a shit about him on the main roster? And let's not say because of entrances. So you're going to rule out your Bobby Roode. You're going to rule out Shane. Uh, you're going to rule out, you know, there's a handful of guys where their entrance is what really gets them over. People hear the pop for the for the entrance and they go nuts but shane has come out there and gotten booze before shane has also come out there and gotten middling reactions before from fucking up promos i'm talking about true john cena maybe he does get the cena sucks but he has the respect of enough of the crowd that's almost more like the you suck level chance of of like angle angle angle's a good example we're like yeah you chant you suck but like you don't think he sucks. It's just what you do. Right. And so, so yeah, John Cena sucks. Like, but I, I, that's that's starting to get to the point where, like, that's just what you do. Right. And, like, and people know that it's not true. Sure. He definitely does not suck. Um, anyway, uh, we've obviously gotten out of Hell in a Cell and into what's going on on SmackDown. Uh, you know, the women, uh, do they even have a segment on this show? Yes. A tag team? Uh, I know Becky wrestled uh, Carmella, I and, believe. And, and one of the tapped disarmed. her out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I feel like there was the backstage segment with Natty. There was definitely something with Lana and... Oh, right. Confronting uh, Natty. Tamina. Yeah, confronting Natty. Um, we we got the... the, in, the, in, the uh, 
the the tag team thing to open the show, the fatal four way, and uh, it was pretty funny promo. The fashion police are cool. They don't. They're not back of the line. Uh, we did not get pulp fashion. We were told pulp fashion at uh, the Hell in a Cell pay per view. We were told that it would be on SmackDown. It said returning next next SmackDown pulp fashion. We did not get it. I've been lied to for the second time. I'm going to make a note of that. Uh, but that being said, the tag team thing was pretty cool. Uh, and we got that women's match. We got the rematch where Corbin won clean. So that's at least interesting. Uh, I think that they need to transition AJ out of this fucking feud fast. Yeah. And put him into some sort of main title or large promo. Like uh-huh. one or the other. Either he needs to go back for the main title or you need to just start building for like Shinsuke versus AJ or AJ versus somebody big. Absolutely. Um, but I know that there's one segment, Bob, that's been weighing on your heart. Oh, has it ever, Corey? As a Rochesterian. That's the right word, right? Yeah, it is. Hey, I got it. Uh, I know that this has deeply affected you. Um, and also, I know that uh, another side effect of this story is that... Uh, Spirit Halloween stores across the country are running very low on on foam weaponry <laughs> as a part of this. Straight up, that's the caliber of quality that I saw. Bob, why don't you just oh explain explain Harper Rowan <laughs> the Bludgeon Brother. What a bad why let them talk? They should not be talking. And they sounded like a combination of bored and like... Hi. Yeah. They're just like, we're gonna be bad. We're gonna bludgeon everyone. Oh my god, I did see though, somebody synced that up. That promo up and put in the background the music of Team Rocket. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to see that. After we go off the air, I want you to find that it's for me. It's funny. Um, that was a really bad, weird video. The weapons look fucked. They look so dumb. I don't know if they're going to come out with the hammers to the try to only hit people. Thing, the only thing I can hope for this is that Go on. They go like almost Southpaw-ish with it. What do you mean? We're just like... They don't take it seriously? They do just kind of a ridiculous fucking gimmick. But you want them to take it seriously. Kinda? See, I I would be... You know what would be really crazy? Is if they brought the hammers out and they kayfabe the hammers the way that they do with the sledgehammer that's the foam hammer with the weight in the middle uh-huh. so that it has some oomph to it when he swings it but that it's not going to actually knock somebody's fucking sure. teeth out of their head sure and that they come out with these giant fucking video game hammers i mean that's what they are dude they look like something that like a uh, like a resident evil villain would be carrying around sure uh and just actually just smash people in the face uh, and actually just bludgeon them with, with fucking hammers. Not even wrestling matches. They're just like, they come out and immediately get DQ'd by just hitting people. And then ultimately the payoff for this entire angle 
I'm sorry to say, is that the authors of Pain get called up and, and murder them with their own hammers. <laughs> like, they take the Bludgeon Brothers hammers and, like, celebrity deathmatch style, like, both hit one one of them in the head at the same time on opposite sides Squishes. of the hammers. And his head just, like, like a grape, just... And then, I don't know why grapes make fart noises, but... uh They that, do. They do, though. That's, that, I, that's the payoff, is that the authors of Pain murder them and then the authors of pain murder everyone in the division except for Brizongo. And then Brizongo and the authors of pain join forces for their spinoff. It's like CSI Miami, but with fashion files. Uh huh. That's all I got. I like it. Raw was also pretty interesting and fine. Uh, some the Shield finally reunites. Yeah, they did. Uh, it's a it's shitty kind of like but- yeah, whatever. Like oh wow, one of the most exciting over factions of like the past decade of mm-hmm. wrestling gets together for the 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 bar and the miz well i will say this i like the bar i think shizaro is an amazing tag team i think that the bar at least gives them something to unify them beyond calling them shizaro i think they're a very talented tag team of two of 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 the better performers. And it's come a long way for Seamus. You know, Seamus, uh-huh. he used to shit on Seamus. Uh-huh. He's pretty good. Uh, it, he's got a real good thing going with Cesaro. I think they, they make good tag team competitors and they make a good threatening team for the title. Uh-huh. They could win a t- the title any night and you would not be surprised that uh, that the bar won the tag team title. Sure. Also, the bar and the Miz way better than the Miz and the Miz-Taraj. Sure. If the Shield reunited to fight Miz and Miz-Taraj... Oh, that would be way, way worse. I mean, absolutely, exponentially worse. Absolutely. I still think it's kind of a weird reason to bring them back. And also later in the show, it was announced that it'll be the Bar, the Miz, and, and the... Broad Strowman. And the Bing Strongman versus the Shield. So we know it's going to be a challenge. Yeah. Um... Because let's be honest, the Shield versus the Miz in the Bar kind of seems like a blowout in favor of the Shield. Uh huh. But Shield, add Bing Strong Band to the mix, and who knows? your your chances drastic go down. Drastic go down. Drastic go down. Well, you know what I'm quoting there. No. Oh, you need to see the Scott Steiner promo. The Steiner math. Promo. Oh, the Steiner math promo. And then that gives me 33. Add Samoa Joe to the mix and your chances drastic go down. I, that promo is absolutely... I, I can't watch it while I'm this tired and loopy because it might just fuck me up. It might just ruin you. It might cause me some emotional distress. Um, Man, also I just want to throw out that The Miz is so good at getting heat. He's he just is. so He's a heat magnet. Because like the fans... Sometimes, especially the smarky fans, want to like him. And he he knows how to even shut them down. Oh, I love him so much. He's such a good... He is such a talented heel. May they never try to turn him babyface again. Because his last babyface run was atrocious. It was absolutely unwatchable. We don't speak of the Miz's (laughs) face runs. Um, But anyway. uh, Enzo lost the title to Kalisto. Yep. Uh, was there any other rest like Monday Night Raw stuff to, worth talking about other than the Shield reuniting and uh, Enzo winning the cruiserweight or losing the cruiserweight title to Kalisto? Because that kind of segues into the news. 
Uh, uh, oh, Oscar has her opponent, and it's Emma. Yes. So guess what? Oscar's gonna kill you. Yeah. Right. R.I.P. Emma. Uh, yeah. No, we can we can segment into the into the news. I. Yeah. I don't really think there's anything else on Raw. I mean, Raw was good. It was fine. The only thing on SmackDown that I didn't bring up. Uh-huh. Uh New Day and Usos are done feuding. They had their whole like respect yeah. bit. Um but people are wondering what's next for New Day. Uh-huh. And one of the best fantasy bookings I've seen mm-hmm. so far. Obviously none of this is confirmed. Sure, sure. Um but one of them is finally going to go for the WWE belt, and then the other two can even the odds against the Singh brothers. Hey, sure. Make it Kofi. Get get Kofi a shot. Dude, make it Kofi. Because here's the thing. Xavier, I don't think, is... No offense. It would be kind of silly to see him with the world championship, in my opinion. Sure. Big E could make that run almost Absolutely. at any time. Like if 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 next week they were like Biggie's going for the heavyweight championship, you would be like, oh, that makes I, sense. About time. Kofi's like the one dude who's been there long enough that he's fucking earned it, and you've seen enough people hold the belt who aren't being strongman sti- sized gigantic dudes that you're like, he could do it. Just let Kofi have a run, even if it's a short run, it'd be cool. And also infinite shenanigans you could do at New Day. And an easy way to transition them back into heel. You know? But, uh... You right there, bud? Okay. Uh, there's, a, there's a flood of coming. <laughs> what on earth is happening? Bob, Bob has just pulled his pant leg up and is now grabbing for our tiger balm, which I didn't even realize that was out. I'm letting you know real quick. That is the super duper duper strength Tiger Bomb. Okay. I'm just giving you a warning. Careful. Don't like scratch your face with that hand after putting Tiger Bomb on it. Because it's like it's like a goopy brown paste. And if you touch your face with that, your face will, will, will have a reaction. Your face will reject it, itself. Ah, this is gonna be great. Oh uh, yeah, no, it's great for joints, dude. Tiger Bomb. You know, shout out to Tiger Bomb, bomb of the show. Uh buy that shit. It's good. It will make you feel better. Your joints will, will feel great. Hashtag ad. We All are right. not sponsored by Tiger Bomb. Anyway, I'm gonna go wash my hands. You wanna start going into the big news that you wanna talk about? Sure. So uh recently, uh well somewhat recently, uh we had um, Austin Aries leave the WWE. He was unhappy with his position within the cruiserweights. A lot of it stemmed from how his WrestleMania match got pushed to the pre-show and then was cut from the DVD. So him and Neville did not make any, uh, commission, uh, on the DVD. Uh, and now speaking of Neville, Neville may be going the way of Austin Aries. Uh, so there's conflicting reports from PW Insider and the Wrestling Observer. Uh, obviously, 
Uh, the Wrestling Observer has a pretty solid track record and for a longer time than almost anyone who's doing this. Uh, PW Insider, though, has, as of late, a pretty solid track record. Uh, but regardless, here's what we do know. Neville uh, was not in the arena for Monday Night Raw this week. Uh, oh. He either showed up and left or... Never showed up? Never showed up. But either way, uh, there was a change of plans. Originally, Neville was supposed to lose to Enzo in a Lumberjack match. Well, one one story is... Observer says that. Yeah. Observer says he was going to lose to Enzo, and he said, no way, and so he got out of there. And so they changed the main event to Kalisto getting the title shot early and winning. Another story says... Which is the PW Tire one now. He wasn't even scheduled to have a match, so he wasn't supposed to be there anyway, and it was going to be Kalisto winning anyway, and it uh, was supposed to also coincide with what would have been Eddie Guerrero's birthday. It was Big 50. Yeah. And... Uh, they were just moving away. Sure. However, even that story did uh, say that Enzo had, or uh, that Neville had been uh, upset mm-hmm. with what was going on and his future for post losing the cruiserweight title. Keep in mind, uh, he also lost it to Tozawa, then won it back, then lost it to Enzo. Yeah, so. Uh, his long reign was definitely going to be coming to an end anyway at some point. Um, And so he was probably just looking at, oh no, what's going to happen to me? Either I'm going to get lost in the shuffle of 205 for the next ever until it's my turn to get a title shot again. Or I don't go back onto the main roster because they're probably not going to put me back on the big time roster. Who knows, man? And then even if he did, he'd probably get lost in the shuffle up on the full-time roster anyway. Because, like, I mean, what, are they going to put him in any title belt scene? I don't know. Probably Doubt not. it. It's, uh, it's pretty crazy. That's the problem with everyone's so happy about The Miz, like, making the IC belt so relevant and everything. Mm-hmm. But, like, his title reign has gone off for a long fucking time. And it will obviously make it through TLC because he's not right. competing for it. And then I'll probably make it through uh, Survivor Series because I I wouldn't be surprised if they don't even have that belt defended. Right. I I, I don't know. We'll have to... (sighs) I mean, I hope Neville doesn't leave. He's been really great. But we'll have to see. Yeah, that's the thing, is that Neville is arguably in the top five performers in WWE right now. Um, and he's just, he's just amazing. And, uh, he'd be a big draw anywhere he goes. So if you did leave, uh, come to evolve, buddy. <laughs> we want to see you at yeah. Boom. Speaking of evolve, uh, you, you were talking about another leak. Yeah. Another email leaked and like, it was all hyped up as being this big pipe bomb leak. And it's just another normal ass email. Like it's just, you know, hey, we got 
we got WWE watching, so make sure you don't do headshots and don't do apron spots and, you know, no promo time unless approved and be nice to kids. And it's like, that's, that's just like standard business operations for any wrestling group. Like, this isn't special. Like, stop fucking leaking these nothing emails. You're just being a shitty employee now. You're not revealing anything important. However, I will say, I will say, I will say, there was one kind of newsworthy bit out of this leak. Mm -hmm. Um, Gabe addressed the rumors of uh, new streaming partners. Okay. uh, And he said that they were not going to be going onto the WWE network. Oh, that's interesting. So, uh... Even assuming these emails are real, who fucking knows? Maybe somebody, like, I will say the email did, for some reason, blur out Gabe's email address. Sure. Even though he, like, has a public email address. Sure. And he would be sending it from this public-facing email address. Sure. So, if you're blurring out the guy who you're supposedly saying it's from, it kind of makes you be like... Right. Are you sure this is where it's from? Because you're not giving me full-on proof it's where it's from. Hmm. Um, anyway. Well. I don't get it. But at least uh, we can kind of nix the is Evolve coming to WWE rumors. Which would have been great to see uh, Evolve put up onto the WWE Network. Um, cause they put on awesome shows, but, uh, right. no luck, no dice, at least not right now. Hmm. Uh, Jimmy Jacobs was fired from WWE after posing in a photo with the bullet club at the bullet club invasion of raw. Yes. Um, a couple sides, a couple, oh, and for those of you who ways didn't you see, can take this, for news. those of you who didn't see, don't get your hopes up. It was not actually on Raw. It was in the parking lot, just in case. Yeah. Um, one thing that should be mentioned is yes. that... So I know you want to go into your whole theory about how this is all work and how this is all going to tie into WWE. Like It's a fantasy book. Buying man. Ring of Honor. It's, a, it, this, it, it's purely a fantasy book on my end. Because that's insane, like, tinfoil hat level stuff. I don't think so. I just think that it's it's unlikely, but it would be very cool. But you go ahead with yours first. Uh, well, Meltzer reported that it was the the photo that he posted to his own personal social media was not the straw that broke the camel's back, but the 400-pound weight that broke the camel's back. Uh, however, Jacobs was in hot water in WWE for doing a lot of things outside of this. Um, and so... It, I was unaware it, of that. This is just what people are saying. People uh, talk! It, it also sounds like one of those classic... Guy goes in trying to help fix the product by suggesting right. ideas, and then Vince goes, "You can't stop shitting on my. You need to stop right. shitting on my ideas." And he's like, 
probably trying to make logical suggestions. And Vince is like, no, damn it. Wait a second. You're telling me that this guy's a good face? Let's turn him heel. Oh, this guy's a great heel. Let's break a face. And also, like, I've seen a lot of comments that can be summed up like this online. Mm -hmm. Where it's... One of your biggest competitors is trying to use your event as a publicity stunt. Right. And so what do you do? You walk out and take a photo with your competitors and put it on your social media. Right. Like, that's a shitty thing to do as an employee. Not a good idea. If you view it from that standpoint. Like, yeah, if you view it from the standpoint of... He's just taking a picture with his friends and he's posting it to Twitter. Like, what's the big deal? Right. But at the time, Bullet Club was trying to use an episode of Raw for their personal gain. Mm -hmm. And Jimmy Jacobs was like, ha ha ha, I'll go take a picture of these people trying to hijack my company's event for their own personal gain. Not And like legitimize them on my social media. Right. As a per, like public face of the company they're trying to hijack from, not a good look. Like, not not the smartest move. Are you ready to hear some news that'll either make you smile or go, "What the actual fuck?" Oh, buddy, you know those are my two favorite reactions. According to the Daily Observer, there is a planned Survivor Series main event. Have you heard? No. Well, buckle the fuck up. Yeah. According to F4W Online. Sure. The Daily Observer. The planned Survivor Series main event will be a non-title match. Non-title match. Of Brock Lesnar, I assume. With with Brock Lesnar uh-huh. taking on Jinder Mahal. In what I can only assume will be a massacre that neuters the SmackDown brand. I mean, to to the extent where it's like, you know, because their Survivor Series is about that that friendly or not so friendly yeah, Raw SmackDown like, rivalry. They did it last year. They said that that's the plan for Survivor Series moving forward. So you're going to take your champion and put him up against a, the other brand's champion that he cannot beat, kayfabe or non kayfabe. It won't happen, right? Can you imagine? Being the person who would have to tell Brock Lesnar he has to lose to Jinder Mahal. It won't happen. It it will not happen. Brock would walk out of that room with blood on his hands and then walk down to the ring and leave with more blood on his hands. And Robley's dick. And the win. Yeah. Because here's the thing. He put over Goldberg twice because it was huge money. It was huge money draw for that spectacle. And then he knew he would get the final also it's win. goddamn goldberg right you're talking about legend here right? right you're talking one of the biggest names ever in wrestling because if brock loses to gender brock also beat braun Strowman, and braun Strowman single-handedly has beaten everybody but brock in one-on-ones so if gender beats brock lesnar Jinder Mahal has effectively put himself atop of the Raw roster in terms of power ranking. 
Uh-huh. He beat the guy who beat the guy that no one could beat. Uh-huh. If Jinder loses, which he would, what does that say about SmackDown? About the talent on SmackDown? I mean that none of them can beat Brock Lesnar. Sure. But I'm just saying, if you let your champion fight somebody who you know is not just going to whoop his ass in kayfabe, but in, in, in it could very well just become annoyed and, and kill your champion. I mean, the counter is they've already done that with Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman comes out and beats everyone on Raw. He sure. demolishes everyone on Raw. He fucking annihilates everyone on Raw. And then he still loses sure. to one F5 in a seven, eight minute match. And it didn't make a lot of sense. So, like, you're you're really shitting on gender here, but, like, they've already done that to the monster among yeah. men. But, but I mean, but it makes... Uh, look, I'm just saying, it makes sense for the, the, the long-term build of the Lesnar-Strowman feud that Lesnar... I mean, he it wasn't an easy match. He didn't just dominate Strowman. Yeah. They had an eight-minute match. It was a little shorter than we'd liked. It didn't have the spectacle we really liked, but it was back and forth. And ultimately, it was just that one quick F5 that really took him down. And you're yeah. like, and it wasn't great, but sure, you can continue to build on that feud. I'm just saying I think that it would look, make SmackDown look kind of weak to just watch Brock Lesnar dismember the guy who beat Nakamura. Sure, I guess you're you are right now deciding that that's how that match is going to go. No, I'm just saying. But it, I mean, I'm dude. I'm just saying. Look at how Brock gets booked. Brock. I learned a fun fact the other day. Did you Did you know this? That Brock Lesnar has never been pinned or submitted on Raw. Never. Only in pay per views. It's it's very it's rare in pay per views. Sure, he's only been pinned a handful of times, and I don't know. I think he's only submitted maybe twice. Uh, and most of his most of his pinfall and submission losses to Undertaker, came, I imagine, came early in his SmackDown career when he like I'm talking pre ne- next big thing, Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. But he has never been pinned or submitted on Raw, which is which is crazy. I mean, that level of protection is is nuts. That he's just never lost, mm-hmm. and he's been with the company for years now. Uh, also, Alicia Fox. Remember how she was complaining that she was the only woman in WWE without merchandise? She's not, well, she was complaining that she just didn't have merchandise. Not that she's not the only woman because there are other women that don't have it. Well, she she may have been mistaken, but in her quote on the show, she said, I'm the only woman on this roster who don't got no merchandise. I don't believe Dana Brooke has any. I don't know. Mickey James. Mickey James definitely does. For sure. I don't know about Dana Brooke, but it doesn't matter because Alicia Fox got a t-shirt. Alicia yeah. Fox, crazy like a fox. It's which whatever. It's not great, but it's a shirt. Also, Beth Phoenix finally got some merchandise too. So she so got some merchandise going. She's she's uh, got some legends 
legend stuff, which is cool. I like Beck Phoenix. Beth Phoenix was great. I love watching her. She was amazing. The Glamazon. She's big as fuck. Uh-huh. Kicks some ass. And is married to Edge. Is she? Yeah, and they have a baby. That's that's funny. That's awesome. Uh-huh. Um Uh, Billy Corgan officially announced the rebranding of NWA and outlined a 20-year game plan. Sure. No one cared. I'm sorry, Billy. We barely cared when you were involved with TNA. Uh, I, I don't... I just... I don't... Who knows? Hey, I'm all down for being proven wrong and that this turns out to be like really dope. But in the meantime, I'm just like... You bought the name of a company that we all thought had died. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Ric Flair addressed the fact that people were challenging his 10,000 woman number. Mm-hmm. And uh, the TLDR on it is that like... Uh, he said the number is not far off, but maybe not entirely accurate, but that not all of his sexual sexual relations were what someone would describe as, quote, top talent. So um, <laughs> I guess he uh, he was saying that uh, he he had sex with, let's say, a lot of, of not lookers. Um, I believe they call those ring rats. Ooh. Ew. Um, Wade Barrett um, is uh, talking about... Oh, yeah. He's going to be the new GM on-camera authority figure for the rebranded What Culture Pro Wrestling. Is he now? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I, I think they're called like Defy Wrestling now or something. Wait, wait, wait. They're not owned by Defy Media, are they? No. Because Defy Media is the company that owns that owns Screen Junkies and has been dealing with all of the terrible press over the Andy Signore so. sexual harassment stuff. Um. It might be like defiant. Sure. Might not be defy. Well, let me look it up. Sure. He also said that he would not rule out a return to WWE. Uh, he said that, you know, they, uh, they don't, they're not on exactly the best terms right now, but that, uh, he still, you know, respects a lot of people there. Uh, also Roman Reigns fucking buried, the the fucking uh yeah interview with new gm Stu bennett uh the, he fucking buried uh the young bucks roman reigns did did you hear the the call yeah i can see where you're coming from with that uh, you, you, you know what i'm saying though i i don't mean buried as in i just mean he, he kind of shit on him by saying that again we don't I can need- also kind of see that but no the way that he said it when he said we the way need guys he, doing the DX chop from 15 years ago, we he need said, original characters. Yeah. As, as if to say they're not. They do have their own thing. 
but he's he's saying like as WWE mm. we already did that. I just think as WWE we don't need right. WWE does not need these characters. Sure. He's not saying these guys fucking suck. Right. He's saying these guys characters are awesome, but they don't fit in WWE. I can I can see how you, you would know, take it like that. A guy's character from Westworld may be awesome, but Westworld guy doesn't fit in in uh The Walking Dead. Like it do- it's not the where, same. I could see where you're coming from with that. But to counterpoint your counterpoint, this is coming on the heels of WWE being upset over the the let's be honest the biggest thing that upset them about the bullet club invasion was when they talked to the people about the the padded ticket sales about how they weren't selling out and that some of those guys were received their tickets free or were paid to take tickets to come to the show that was the thing that pissed off WWE the most about the young bucks and Cody Rhodes doing the invasion I mean thing. how do you know huh how do you know that's what that's what a lot of the reports say is that that made the backstage people furious and that all this, the cease and desist shit started after that. After that specific video was posted is when all the cease and desist because they the young bucks were, were going around talking to, to fans and being like, are you here to see WWE? And they're like, yeah, boo, we'd rather watch Bullet Club. And like WWE was like, OK. But when they started going up to people like, oh, are you excited about Monday Night Raw? And he goes, no. People are like, I got this ticket for free because they said they didn't have enough people. That's when WWE was like, because you know they're very, you know, in the same way that, you know, there are dudes out there who don't like it when you talk about them having a tiny dick. They're like, hey, fuck you, kid. I'll fuck you up. I don't got a tiny dick. They have a mass inferiority complex about their shows being sold out. I mean, we have personally watched shows on TV where they're like, we're live at the sold out. And then just the camera pans just a bit. And you just see giant swatches of empty seats. Uh-huh. They get really pissy about that. And so, and obviously they historically have padded their numbers for many events. Sure. Uh, so the, the, the word going around is that that specifically was what pissed them off. And so from that point of view, if you look at it like this, that was on a phone call with, WWE executives and WWE stockholders, right? I think it makes sense for them to say, hey, Roman, downplay these dudes to make it seem like they're not as big of a deal as they are because that will, A, stroke the egos of all the executives, but also make the shareholders feel more like, oh, hey, these guys don't have a point. The brand isn't struggling right now. I think that it's, it's all speculation on all sides. Sure. I don't think either of us is wrong, except maybe you. (laughs) (laughs) He'll turn. Kick. Out of nowhere. Anyway, you have any other wrestling news you want to talk about? It does kind of make sense where it's like, who do we want in WWE? Oh, these guys who are running around making 15-year-old WWE references. Sure. As their gimmick. Sure. I see the point. But also the Young Bucks are making 
mad money out there with their own thing. Oh yeah, no, they 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 are definitely making more money than probably anyone in the WWE who isn't a right. top star. And so, frankly, unless they had in their contracts, they they would come to WWE as right. top stars and stay top stars. And why would they ever leave? Why would they leave, give it up? That's leaving money on the table that right. they are making themselves on their own schedule and time. Uh, last last things. Uh, Triple H, uh, The Rock might wrestle at WrestleMania. It was talked about a year or two ago. Well, okay. Um, I mean, it'd be a spectacle. Sure. And hey, dude, Trips Trips has shown that he can still go in the ring. Yeah, Trips can still go. Uh, Rock, I'm sure, shake off some ring rust. He'd be fine. He, sure, he did great whatever. in the matches with Cena. Uh, although, although, let's be honest, Rock was Rock was always spectacle. Like he even oh his yeah best no Rock is Rock is not. A really good wrestler. He's a good if showman, though. Yeah, he's an, he's one of the best sports entertainers, but he's a pretty bad wrestler. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely he's not he's definitely not top tier when it comes to the wrestling technique. No, but he's great at the sports entertainment wrestling. The sports entertaining. He's yeah. he's marvelous at. Uh, Kurt Angle and Heath Slater are. Playable KFC characters in WWE 2K18. Yep. What in the actual fuck is going on? When I saw that, I thought it was a joke. No. And then when I saw that, when the they were like, play footage. the gameplay, when I saw it in the commercial at the pay-per-view, I was like, this is doctored. This is just something they're doing as a joke. And then it was like, it was like, uh, Kurt Angle, alternate attire, KFC Colonel Sanders. And I was like, this is just a joke. It's this real, and then there's more of it online now, and I'm like, what? Also, do you know what? Have you heard about the trophies? No. Oh, boy. So the achievements in in WW2K18, some of them are branded content achievements. Oh, goody. So they're getting rid of microtransactions in the game. Okay. I mean, that's good. And it's good, because it's bucking a trend that... Frankly, I hate. Yeah, especially uh, since other 2K games, Cough Cough and BA 2K18, <laughs> are just aggressive. Would it, you Would you like a new it haircut? It costs in-game money to change your hair. That's stupid. And the only way you can get in-game money is by grinding it out or, or buying. buying it. Well, so they're removing. So they're removing. They're removing the, In the uh, single-player mode. It's not even long. Anyway. <laughs> They're removing the microtransactions, which is good. Which, yeah. which is good. Uh, obviously, there'll still be DLC because it of is course. a it is a wrestling game. But here's what they're doing to make up for this. So there's in game ads that ha- that happen, which I'm not in, I'm not terribly opposed to. Uh, EA's Madden 18 has a few of them where you can it, they're easily skippable if you know mm-hmm. where they are. But it's just like all right, you know. That's the end of the first quarter. We'll be right back, you know, to more of the action. And if you don't hold A to skip, it'll be like, and we're back. Today's game brought to you by Snickers. Have a Snickers, blah, blah, blah. They do a couple of those in Matt. They're easily skippable. Uh-huh. You don't have to see them. Once you know where they are, they're easily skippable. So they're talking about doing. And frankly, if you're talking about added realism. Oh, it that, totally. You know, it's, that's, that's what it's like to watch a football game on television. And also wrestling. 
Like, yeah. this is brought to you by Mountain Dew Kickstart, whatever. Because sure. fucking football's like, it's the Ford Red Zone and the Snickers two-minute warning with yeah. the with the MetLife Insurance halftime report coming up after the... <laughs> yeah. The Toyota Fun Hyundai Fun Day Sunday <laughs> kickoff show. Uh, and it happens in wrestling. But beyond that, and the fact that there's playable KFC-branded characters... Uh, people, uh, people who had who had early copies of the game for review noted uh, that there that some of the achievements are are branded achievements. So when you unlock them, it's like you just unlocked the Snickers like Snickers satisfies some, win one hundred matches achievement. Yeah, basically something like that, and that there were other branded content branded achievements so as they pop up the the image for the achievement is a logo of a company and it says like you just unlock the like tostitos wow that's hot achievement you know and then when you read the description it's like you know win 75 inferno matches i don't know like it's just like it's shit like that and i'm just like this is absolutely fucking bonkers welcome to late stage capitalism my friend (laughs) it's terminal (laughs) there's no cure uh i mean on one hand would you rather have micro transactions or that i mean that i guess because if they're gonna fucking nickel and dime me that's worse i'd rather put up with a fucking blip on my screen than them asking for more money on top of 60 bucks to play a fucking game. You know, I was listening um I was listening to a pod I think it was a podcast where they were talking about video games and one of the women was like, "Oh, well, would you rather have microtransactions as an option that you don't have to do or pay $90 for the game?" And she was like, "I'd rather pay $90 for a game and get a fully fleshed out completed game." that is very well thought out and that they reflect the price and go, look, we put this much time into making this game. That is why it's justified with a hefty price tag versus selling me a game for 60 bucks. That is a game as a service as the industry is liking to fucking call it now where it's like, they're talking about releasing a new kingdom heart where the fucking things, the, the, what are they called? The, the keys or whatever. Keyblades. Keyblades are all loot box drops. And that the only way to get different ones is for like loot box drops. And it's just like, and then paying real money to unlock them. And it's like, she's like, that's silly. Like just it, while on one hand, when it's games as services, it encourages the developers to constantly come out with new content for them, which can be good on the flip side. Like they're just trying to get you to keep fucking paying for it. I'm glad WWE went away from microtransactions because it's kind of annoying. And, you know, fuck it, dude. I'll watch, I'll watch this match is presented by, by Milky Way. Should have had a Milky Way. I don't fucking know what their catchphrase is. Like, I'm fine with that. Yeah, it's just like, here's the thing. What's the thing? When I go to a movie, I don't have to sit through 30-second commercials every 20 minutes of the movie. I get to watch a movie. Mm-hmm. When I buy a book, I don't get to read four chapters at a time and then have to sit through a commercial to access the other chapters. Okay. When I buy a game, why do I have to see fucking ads all the time? 
But you, if you're going to say that the game isn't making enough money and they need to have these corporate sponsorships, then maybe they need to stop making the game. Or at least like put effort into it and make it every two, three years and make it a big release instead of sure. a yearly at a yearly fucking pump out. Right. Like it if I'm paying sixty dollars for a product why do you need to hammer me in the fucking head with advertisements? Like, you're saying millions of people buy six, this $60 product, and that's still not profitable enough? You still need to be making these corporate sponsorships to throw into this game for more money? Like, I mean, on the flip side, though, as a counterpoint, you do see adverts in movies and TV shows. They're just not as overt. Yeah. They, they very much... I mean, they... Think about it like this, you know, in, in even in Baby Driver, he asked specifically for a Coke. Sure. And they and they, you know, a lot of times they're like on those on those levels of movies and TV shows. Oh, absolutely. On All of the cars are the, you know, driving. Oh, yeah. Dude, you know, Transformers or, literally well, yeah. was just like jerking off for Ford. And it's just like, look, Ford. It actually it, 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 Transformers is actually funny because it's. It depends on which one you're watching. Sometimes it's like GM. Sometimes it's Ford. That's even better. They all fucking love one brand whenever those movies come out. Sure. But that's what I'm saying is is that it is there. It's just instead of it being like in the middle of the movie, them being like, buy Tositos. They just, it just is there and is made a point. I mean, you know. I get that it's a little bit more smack in the face when it comes to the wrestling game because they're saying like, oh, this match brought to you, blah, 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 blah. But isn't that also kind of how the product is in real life? So it does have a semblance of realism to it. It's it's a whorish thing to do. I'm not saying yeah, it's not. No, no, but no. But it does I, fit. When it fits, it's fine. But when they start branding achievements, it's that's excessive. not real life. It's excessive. That's not real life. Like, yeah, if you see this match brought to you by Snickers, yeah, that's what I watch on Raw. That makes sense. But when you're saying that Snickers just brought me the, you just did 10 OMG moments, like, (laughs) it's pretty fucked. Fuck off. It's pretty crazy. I'm not a corporate whore. Like, (laughs) and this is the first time you're hearing about all this? I I hadn't heard this achievement. So this is a live, this is a live hot take from Bob. I'd never heard this achievement thing. Uh, are you? Does it make you more or less excited to play the game? I've been actually emailing a number of people trying to get a review code, but two K is keeping it to me. Look, if 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 I'm just fucking dropping pipe bombs about two K and their Ooh. shitty businesses right now, how is it Ooh. that we cover the fuck out of your games? We cover the fuck out of your games and. We get nothing from you. You guys do not help us at all. We can't get interviews. We have to fight for review codes. And guess what? It's not that you treat media like this. If you did, that was fine. That's one thing. It's not that you treat big media better than small media. If you did, that was fine. That's one thing. Like, if you roll out the red carpet for IGN because they're IGN, like, I get it. I do. I get it. I've been on both sides of the of, of, of this, you know. I've sure. been on both sides of that coin. I sure. get it. However, when I see fucking metalinjection.com invited to the WWE 2K18 launch party in front of, uh, right before SummerSlam, sure. Who are they? 
Who are they? And why are they invited to your fucking video game event? Okay? I don't know why. Why not invite, oh, I don't know, the video game company that's in New York City that covers this shit, covers you all the time, any single fucking, like, and it's part God of damn it. And it's part of Newsweek. Or, well, in the family. That's fucked. Also, shout out to John Moore, friend of the show. <laughs> he worked He worked the recent WWE 2K18 event here in New York City, uh, where it was uh, Xavier Woods was there and AJ Styles and some other people. AJ Styles continuing to prove that he's just a sore, big baby fucking loser. <laughs> Fair enough. Dude, he spiked a controller. Did I send you that video? No. Dude, yeah. He was, was this at that event? Yeah. He was That's playing, funny. like, so they had, like, a little raised platform, sure. right? That they were what were playing. they playing? I think Street Fighter. That makes sense. It's some kind of fighting game, I'm sure. pretty sure. And so they were just, like, playing these games, and because if it was, especially if it was Capcom, that would definitely make sense if it was Street Fighter. Sure, sure. Um, and I think he was playing Kofi at the time, and so... Xavier and them were probably being extra smarmy and in his face because he's playing against Kofi. Right. And then he loses. And so, again, he's on a raised platform, like in the middle of a room. And he turns around, takes the controller, and just (laughs) spikes it down onto the ground. Like, the full ground. So he's spiking it down from the platform. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Like, what a sore baby loser. Well... That's unfortunate, but uh, John Moore, friend of the show, worked uh, worked for the event. He did some sound stuff for it. Tried to get us access to it, but alas, also he's you- not he's not he's not at the the peak power position yet. I, I have other uh, video game WWE news. Oh yeah, I- might as well. At this point, we've hit in like an hour and twenty minutes on this show. Holy shit! Yeah, I know, dude. Uh, Bailey, oh, was one of the contestants. Uh, Nintendo did their uh, Nintendo World Cup or whatever during Comic-Con. Okay. And it's just like, play a collection of Nintendo games and prove that you're the best champ at Nintendo. Sure. And like, they invited... Like NES Classic quality games? Well, no, they, they, they actually did a bunch of interesting stuff, like okay. single-player games that they had them do speed runs in. And, oh, that's and cool. Interesting, like, side games in, like, Legend of Zelda, where you're like, that, how do you compete in Legend of Zelda? But they like found sure. little side games and stuff. Anyway, um, so it was a collection of like pro gamers and like hardcore fans, mm-hmm. and then they did uh, like a couple celebrity invites. Sure. And Bailey was one of the celebrity invites. Um, Asa Butterfield, uh, the guy who was up, 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 up. Ender's Game. His Ender and okay. Ender's Game. Oh, okay, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's he's a huge Smash fan, and like even mm-hmm. before he was getting famous, like sure. people found his post history on Reddit, just like talking about Super Smash Brothers. Sure. Like so, he was in it, and uh, anyway, um, my buddy went to cover it. Mm-hmm. Wait, which one? <laughs> uh, Phil. Phil. Okay. Shout out to Phil. Phil. Phil Martinez, friend of the show. Yeah. Um, he went to cover. He's like Bailey's so bad at these games. She was like the first one eliminated from the tournament. Like she, just, I was really hoping you were going to tell me that Bailey surprised no, everyone. No, Asa Asa went really far. That's he cool. he he knew his shit. And um, another uh, Andrea Renee 
Uh, she used to be one of the faces of uh, GameSpot, sure, and uh, one of the faces of GameStop TV. Um, anyway, wait, GameSpot, GameStop, Spot, Stop. I got nothing. Anyway, they aren't related. I I, I didn't say they were. GameStop well, owns Game Informer. I <laughs> that makes no sense to me. It seems like GameStop should own GameSpot. No, it just like think about it for just a second. And yeah, it, uh, GameSpot's actually owned by CBS Interactive. Search, search in your heart, you know what I say to be true. <laughs> it makes all the sense in the world, and yet it makes no sense because Game Informer, also Game Informer, I've never met somebody. I might be an. I, I'm. I'm just saying. I have in my personal experience, I've never met somebody who subscribes to Game Informer who doesn't subscribe because it came with a power card that they have no intentions on renewing. As in, they you don't know anyone who honestly subscribes to Game Informer outside like, of getting the card? Yeah, outside of, like, I got a subscription for free because I signed up oh, for Oh, I was subscribed to it for years in high school. I read, like, every edition of Game Informer from, like, 2000 five to like 2007 cover to cover like mm. honestly it sure bob it had probably way more impact on me than i realized seeing as how where i am now so it's game informers fault <laughs> <laughs> i'm just fucking with you anyway you got any more wrestling <laughs> oh yeah this is a wrestling <laughs> like, podcast yeah, oh shit I'm I'm all geared up because tomorrow I'm going on a podcast for Nico, uh, our friend in, in, who's in Pittsburgh right now, who's coming to New York soon. Uh, I I really want to shout out his podcast. Can't remember the fucking name of it right now. I uh, I will definitely make sure to write it down tomorrow when I'm guesting on it. You're on it, uh, and then you know promote the shit out of the appearance on that episode of that podcast. It's about cartoons. So, so it should be a fun show tomorrow. Should be a fun show. And I will let you all know at home where you can listen to that. If you have any fucking interest, <laughs> once you remember, it. is there any other wrestling news? Uh, no, not that I can. <laughs> Good. I am tired. I am very close to have been up for 24 hours. So we're going to end today's podcast recording. And hopefully there won't be some giant breaking news story like literally tomorrow morning. Right. That it'll we miss it'll happen the second you press stop and I'll be like, Neville officially gone per WWE. Neville murdered Ric Flair that killed himself in a murder-suicide. It's like, what? <laughs> what? Also, also, Paige recorded the entire thing. <laughs> uh, anyway. Oh, shit. Also, one last thing. If Bray Wyatt really is just Sister Abigail, I'm gonna fucking die. Oh yeah, that that was thing. terrible. Last week's promo, cool. This week's promo, stupid. It's 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 not quite as cool. If it turns out it really is just Bray Wyatt gonna come out with like women's clothing on and eye makeup, that's not gonna be as cool as as I I thought it could possibly be. I thought it'd been really cool if they had a woman come out to be Sister Abigail. I thought it would have been fine if there was like a Sister Abigail possession angle, but it's just looking weird. 
Yeah, yeah. What a good note to end the show on. You can, wah, 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 wah. you can follow Bob on Twitter at Bob Feckety. You can follow me on Twitter at CB Poindexter. You can follow me also on Instagram at CB Poindexter. I'm whoring myself out. You can follow both of us on Twitter or Facebook at Small Package POD. That's POD for podcast. Yeah, it is. Um, maybe not for long. Oh. Dude, if you want you we still are a couple back from doing actual stipulations. You still haven't done the charcoal mask yet. No, we need to do the charcoal mask one. Uh I did lose that fair and square. And that was a long time ago. Dude, no one even remembered that until you brought that shit up. But we will do it. But we can't we can totally uh have one of these weeks. Uh, do more stipulations and also catch up on the old one. I think the only one we missed out on- <laughs> You son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, now my microphone's going to smell like shit. God damn it. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Small Package P-O-D. <laughs> we'll, re- we'll reply and read your shit on air. God damn it, Bob. Alright, we're fucking out of here. It's, this is shit's done. For the last ever episode of Small Package... Well, fucking A. We'll be back next week. God damn it, Bob. There's no hit him with. We're done. <laughs> Good night. Small package. <laughs> fucking asshole. <laughs>